Hello, Purse Strings listeners. Thank you for listening to WebmasterRadio.fm's most decorated radio series. Discover the Purse Strings listening experience in a brand new way. Introducing the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, now available for iPhone and Android. Listen to new episodes live every week or download any of the over 200 past episodes or sample from our extensive library of radio shows that every internet marketer should check out without opening up your purse. Download the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app in the iTunes Store or in Google Play today. Want to become best friends with the single most powerful person in the country? Whether she's a Gucci girl, Prada professional, coach queen, or target trendsetter, we'll untie the purse strings and give you the inside track on today's woman. How to capture her attention, grow her loyalty, and create such enthusiasm about your company or product that she spreads the word with her friends and family. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Purse strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan, senior principal at Carmichael Lynch Spong, as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Good afternoon. Welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Each and every week, you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country, the 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending, the woman. Well, first up, a little article on NewYorkTimes.com by Stuart Elliott. I always love Stuart's columns. This one's on IKEA. Now, we all know what happens this time of year. Our mailboxes get packed with catalogs. Well, IKEA is doing something a little differently. They're actually unveiling a catalog with interactive features. Um, It is centered around what executives there are calling a seasonal catalog. It's 31 pages. It's known as Celebrate Brilliantly. And yep, it's being introduced right now, just in time for the big Thanksgiving retail rush. It can be read and watched, that's right, watched on a section of ikea-usa.com. So why watch instead of read? Well, apparently um, executives are saying that they're, they're really watching their consumers and they're saying they're really trying to get them more and more involved and connected through digital. It's just like an online version of their print catalog but um, but apparently a PDF version. Well, now people are uh, saying that they want more information and they want to be able to use that catalog in different ways. And so the contents include video clips as well as integrations with IKEA's presence in social media like Facebook and Pinterest. And also you can change the furniture and accessories in a photograph by pulling down a virtual window shade. So you can change the catalog as you read through the catalog online. Sounds really darn cool. I would recommend you check it out at ikea-usa.com slash celebrate. Well, my purse profile today is the Technorati. This is a woman around 30 years old, a college grad, married, employed full-time, but no kids in the house. There's more than 3 million of these women out there. 
median household income of over $100,000 a year. Of course, they love technology, and so IKEA is perfect for them. Uh, they like to keep up to date on all the developments out there in the world. They like to buy their new gadgets. In fact, they're early adopters. They'll pay um, pretty much anything for the product that they want, and they do look into the electronic items before they buy. They do a ton of research. They find that their friends ask them for advice before buying electronics, and they are, of course, like I said, early adopters. They're among the first of their friends to actually purchase the equipment. Um, they'll go out and try new stores. Uh, they shop a lot of new stores, and they refer people to a lot of new stores. They consider themselves to be intellectually curious, um, and they love to switch things up. They really love the variety of things. Um, they're adventuresome, opportunistic, and um, love to keep up with fashion, and they do look for quality. And In fact, they will pay more for quality goods and they do look for designer labels so where are they shopping well they're shopping at um tommy hilfiger victoria's secret uh dkny um bath and body works they're driving um, honda and jeep and volkswagens and they're wearing ralph lauren um calvin klein and nina ricci so, where can you find the Technorati? Well, she's reading Wired Magazine, First for Women, PC World, uh, Self, In Style, Time. She's watching FX, TLC, E, HGTV, and she's online um, pretty much everywhere. Um, you can find her online. Well, my guest today uh, knows all about reaching the Technorati and women out there um, who are can be evangelist, brand evangelist. Alex Goldthane is the CEO of Evangelist Marketing Institute. He's a market strategist, consultant, coach, and speaker for product and service companies. And he's also the author of Evangelist Marketing, what Apple, Amazon, and Netflix understood about their customers that your company probably doesn't. Intrigued? I thought you might be. Stick around. More from Alex when Purse Strings returns after the break. Okay, time for something we can all relate to. Shopping. Purse Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. How much time do you spend on SEO research and competitor analysis? What if we told you that there was an easier, faster way? Searchmetrics SEO software propels you to top positions on search engines around the world with our unique global search, social, and competitive data in over 60 countries. Gain a competitive advantage today with Searchmetrics.com. That's Searchmetrics.com. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. 
building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Happy holidays, everyone, from the Live Tips Show here. Hope you tune into our show this coming year. Remember, chips do not make good pets. Stay away from yellow snow, and an escalator can never break. It can only become a set of stairs. Happy holidays, everyone. From all of us to all of you, webmasterradio.fm, wishing you happy holidays and a prosperous new year. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Welcome back. Joining me today is Alex Goldfain. He's the CEO of Evangelist Marketing Institute, a marketing strategist, consultant, coach, and speaker. He is the author of Evangelist Marketing, what Apple, Amazon, and Netflix understood about their customers that your company probably doesn't. It came out earlier this year, and I'm really excited, Alex, to have you on the program. Welcome. Well, hi, Maria. Thank you very much for having me. Well, first, tell us all about Evangelist Marketing Institute and how you describe what you do. Sure. So uh, I work with uh, companies large and small from the publicly traded to uh, startups to the mid-markets in between. And I help increase revenue through really effective, simple, and powerful marketing. Well, and you do it through evangelists, clearly. You've written an entire book about it called Evangelist Marketing. Talk about why you wrote the book to begin with. Well, uh, I was a columnist for the Chicago Tribune, and I was on the receiving end of uh, so many terrible public relations pitches for good products uh, that it just became agonizing to, to, to be receiving some of this horrible communication. And, uh, you know, it occurred to me in about two and a half days of doing that work that uh, the products are great. The services are, are excellent. Certainly, if not great and excellent, then definitely good enough to be selling much better than they are. And the thing that was missing, the missing link, the missing piece was marketing. Mm-hmm. Well, and in the book, I know you, you talk about companies that are out there doing a wonderful job at marketing. And in fact, you call them inspirational marketers. Uh, but actually, they're, they're very successful because of their product, but I I correct myself, you say they succeed despite their marketing. Talk a little bit about why are they so successful, but yet their marketing is is so uh, terrible. So take a company like HP, for example, Hewlett Packard, which uh, makes computers, uh, which are seen as commodities by uh, nearly everybody who buys one or doesn't buy one. (laughs) They're, They're just seen as exactly the same as every other computer on the shelf next to them. And uh, what they're doing, even though they're successful enough, right? I mean, they're, they're making a good amount of revenue. Yes, Hewlett-Packard uh, is, is in some trouble right now financially for other reasons. But uh, what's missing is good marketing. And what's happening is, uh, and, 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 and I believe this deeply, they're leaving billions of dollars on the table because uh, they are succeeding, that is, uh, selling uh, a good amount of product in spite of their marketing. 
What are they doing that you think is so reprehensible? I mean, is it is it they're doing poor marketing or are they just not marketing to the right people or the right way? Reprehensible. I like that. Uh, so here's what's missing uh, from nearly all technology-related marketing and, frankly, probably uh, nearly all marketing of any product or service out there. The thing that's missing is emotion. And uh, really understanding what the customer gets from your product or service. So, uh, for example, these questions uh, are are entirely missing from marketing these days. Uh, How does our product or service improve your life? This is uh, the product or service maker talking to the customer, right? How do we improve your life? How are you better off as a result of our product or service? Uh, What is better after you've used our product or service? And what you want to get at is the emotion and uh, the real-world value of how your product or service improves your customers' lives. Uh, unfortunately, that's nearly missing, nearly completely missing. And what we get instead is a focus on, uh, uh, if it's in technology, we get a focus on specifications. We get a focus on, on, on um, you know, statistics like megahertz and megabytes and megapixels. Uh, if it's a service, uh, whether it's a consulting service or accounting, or, or even take real estate, the focus is on process and methodology and you know, systems and approaches. And nobody cares about that. Uh, I say that it should be 80-20. So the, the uh, 80-20 rule for evangelist marketing is as follows. The first 80% of your marketing should be focused on the emotion and the real-world value and life or business improvement. The last 20% of your marketing should be the technical specifications, the details, uh, the how you do those things, right? Your approach. Include it, but make it the last 20% because most people don't care. Do you think emotion is enough, though, to differentiate yourself from a competitor that creates an almost similar product? I mean, do you feel like you can really distinguish yourself through emotion? I think the difference is marketing, right? So I think if, uh, let's say we're on the shelf at Best Buy, and there's a, there's a HP computer, and there's an Acer computer, and there's a Lenovo computer, I think the one that markets the best is going to sell the most. Uh, flat out. I mean, it's, it's that simple because uh, as it currently stands, they're all pretty terrible marketers. And the one that markets best is going to do better than the other two. And the best way I know how to market well is to focus on the emotion that the market experiences with your product or service. So I guess that's the long answer. And the short answer <laughs> to your question is yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was just reading a post by you not too terribly long ago in which you were advising against marketing to early adopters. And I will tell you that I know I've heard a lot from people saying that early adopters are great influencers. So I was interested in seeing your reaction to them. Why, why are you saying that's a bad idea? Well, uh, you, you said something really important, and that is early adopters are great influencers. But the question is, who do they influence? And uh, the key here is that they, they really only influence each other. Uh, so, other, other early adopters. Well, that's exactly right. And if, if your market is 100%, the, the early adopters, if we're being very generous, are about 5% of your total market, right? And, and the mainstream then, meaning moms and dads and people who have mortgages and people who don't live in the basement, <laughs> are 95% of the total market. And so the problem is if you conquer early adopters, right, if you do well with early adopters, and when we say early adopters, that group can also be 
a particular market segment that you're focusing on. It can be a, a very niche sort of group of customers, right? It doesn't have to be uh, strictly, you know, highly technical early adopters. But anyway, uh, the problem is once you master, once you conquer that group, it's almost physically impossible for you to uh, transition to the mainstream. Almost physically impossible because uh, the language is different to market to the mainstream and to sell to the mainstream. The actions are different. The platforms are completely different, meaning the places from which you communicate. Uh, and the habits that you've built at your company, but also with your partners, right, with your, um, with, with your retailers, with, with everybody involved in your sales process, everything is different to sell to the mainstream. So my position is, why put yourself through that? Why put yourself in that position? Just start with the mainstream. Start with the largest possible audience. Uh, conquer them, and then you won't need the early adopters. I am curious, though, how do you build what you call loyal brand evangelists if you don't start with a loyal core of rabid fans, whether they be tech fans or not tech fans, any, any industry I'm talking about. So if you start with the largest possible audience, how do you get those people that will go out and talk about your brand over and over again? Well, there will always be uh, passionate early buyers of your product or service. And so uh, your decision comes down to, do you want the passionate early buyers to be uh, part of the large group or do you want them to be part of the very small group? And so, you know, you, you, you can build evangelists among early adopters, you know, and there they will be contained. Or you can build evangelists among mainstream customers and, and then that will be allowed to flourish within the 95%. So I'm not saying... You know, let's say it a little bit differently. Uh, make your early adopters the mainstream. Make mm -hmm. them your early adopters. And avoid these highly specialized, technical, message board, you know, participating, uh, niche sort of customers who really only communicate amongst themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to ask you the big $100 million question when we come back from the break, Alex. And the question, so I'll let you mull it over, is once you get these loyal brand evangelists, how do you keep them? So more from Alex Goldfain when Purse Strings returns after the break. Okay, time for something we can all relate to, shopping. Purse Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Celebrating the best in online advertising, the Web Marketing Association presents the 11th Annual Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Submit your banner ads, email ads, rich media, online newsletters, websites, and social media campaigns now by going to www.iacaward.org. Deadline for entries is January 31st, 2013. 
All winners will have their entry highlighted on the Internet Advertising Competition website as well as receive a handsome trophy to display or a personalized certificate of achievement. Be honored among your online advertising peers by submitting your entry today into the Web Marketing Association's 11th Annual IAC Awards. Go to www.iacaward.org now. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Ho, ho, ho. This is Tim Ash, your host for LPO, Landing Page Optimization, CEO of Site Tuners, and chairperson of the Conversion Conference. I want to wish all of you a rocking fourth quarter, a great start to the new year, and higher conversions in 2013. And that's in case we're still around and the world doesn't really come to an end. From all of us to all of you, WebmasterRadio.fm, wishing you happy holidays and a prosperous new year. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Welcome back. Joining me today is Alex Goldfain. He's the CEO of Evangelist Marketing Institute and the author of Evangelist Marketing, What Apple, Amazon, and Netflix Understand About Their Cons... customers that your company probably doesn't and we've been talking about growing loyal brand evangelists and how you want to avoid early adopters because as Alex says they only speak to each other and you want to go after that larger audience through first purchasers who become enthused about your product and I'm curious Alex once you get people who are very excited about your product or service how do you hang on to them because they seem to be a fickle bunch yeah, they certainly are, uh, and and you make a great point. So uh, the uh, mistake that most companies make most often is that they they pause or stop their communication with their market, and uh, in marketing, and particularly with your most passionate customers, with these evangelists, gravity pushes backwards. So uh, just because you've attained a certain measure of success with your marketing, uh, you must continue to do the small things, the many small things that you've done to get to that success. You must continue doing them without interruption. Uh, Because if you pause and if you stop, then the world will pass you by in about three seconds. And if you want some examples, uh, take a look at Palm, which uh, was once at the very top of the Consumer Electronics Mountain. Uh, and then at, at you know, some point just simply stopped communicating with their customers. Take a look at Research in Motion, which uh, stopped marketing their one great strength in the world, which was the BlackBerry, to mm-hmm. develop uh, what was quite possibly the single worst consumer electronics product ever launched, which is the Playbook tablet. Uh, here was a BlackBerry tablet that simply didn't do email when it came out onto the market. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, the, the key is... To, uh, to the key to keeping your customers with you is to continue messaging and communicating that emotional marketing language. Uh, 
consistently, reliably, from multiple platforms, and really without pause, without stop. Yeah, you have to stay in relationship with them, because I think today it is about relationships. You just can't push it out and hope that it sticks. I mean, people are going to go on to the next best thing if they don't think that your product is the best thing, and you have to be talking about your product probably more than then other people are talking about your product. But it does start with a great product, doesn't it, Alex? I mean, I think, yeah, I mean, there's things that have come out before and people have gravitated to it, but it hasn't had sticking power. But um, you're saying much more than you have to have just a great product. Um, you have to have other things that surround that. So retail experience, pricing, other things, right? Yeah, absolutely. You need a great product or, or service. Uh, and, you know, the ironic thing, and this goes back to what we started the conversation with, most products or services are good enough to sell significantly more just on their pure quality uh, than they're currently selling. You know, and uh, the way I know that is if you're on the market and you've been on the market for some time, there's enough um, sort of uh, built-in automatic default uh, protective measures to uh, get you off the market if your product isn't very good. So retail channels, um, customers, um, you know, a, a lack of referrals from one customer to the other. Uh, so if you're no good product or service-wise, uh, then the market will take care of you in about 30 to 60 days, literally that quickly. So I know that if, if you have a product or service on the market, it's good enough to be selling more than it's selling today. And so uh, now we get down to things like this, customer insights. So um, how much do you know about what your customers think about your product or service, how they feel about your product or service, and what they do with your product or service. Because those things, those deep qualitative customer insights are going to be the most powerful language in marketing that you can have. See, um, here, I do this for a living, right? I mean, this is how I feed my family. And, uh, you know, my clients are companies like Logitech and Lenovo and T-Mobile and uh, TiVo. And so I work with uh, some of the top companies uh, in the world. And having said that, there is nothing that I can say about you that is more powerful. There's no marketing language I can create for you that is more powerful than what your customers say about you. I can't even come close. So your customers, what they say is automatically uh, accurate, compelling, honest, believable, and really powerful because it's coming from your market. So your job is to gather as many of these customer insights as you can. And I'm not talking about internet surveys and I'm not talking about focus groups. I'm talking about qualitative conversations, actual voice conversations with your customers and also the customers of your competition to understand how they think, feel, and what they do with your product or service. And that becomes the best marketing messaging you can have. Mm-hmm. And there are companies doing a great job at all of that out there. Talk, if you would, about the ones and I wouldn't be surprised if you said they were your clients um, who are developing those evangelists just like that. Give me some examples, if you will, if you don't mind. Well, the, the three best marketers uh, today in the country are as follows. Apple, of course, head and shoulders above everybody else. Uh, and, and Apple had an advantage on the world, and that was Steve Jobs. And he had an unparalleled instinct for what we just talked about, customer insights, right? without actually going to gather them. He just knew it. He felt it by instinct. Uh, so he had an advantage. Uh, the next best marketer, I believe, is Amazon. Uh, and if you look at Amazon's Kindle, you know, a singular device, 
head and shoulders above the nook. You know, people talk about them together sometimes, but uh, in terms of marketing and effectiveness, I think the Amazon, uh, the Amazon Kindle is many levels above Barnes and Noble's nook. And then I think, despite their best efforts to give it all away last year, I think Netflix does a really good job at marketing. Uh, in terms of uh, drawing new customers to itself and then keeping them relatively happy, again, despite the best efforts of its CEO last year. I was uh, going to say, they had that one misstep, or actually, uh, they were two missteps. Well, they had about 79 <laughs> missteps last year. Uh, uh, but, but they, you know, if you look, again, here's, here's the power of evangelists. They've recovered, more or less. They've recovered. Uh, you know, Apple, here, again, here's an example of the power of customer evangelists. Uh, Apple released a phone, the iPhone 4, that wouldn't make phone calls when you held it in your hand. <laughs> you know, you'd hold it in your head, and the phone would drop because the antenna would short. And three weeks went by, and, and, and the world lit up, and Consumer Reports said, you know, don't buy this phone because it won't make calls if you hold it in your hand. And, uh, and, and what happened was uh, they got over it. You know, Steve Jobs came out and he did a, he did a, uh, a, a Q&A press conference. And he, you know, openly and honestly and, and, and um, you know, fi- with great finality said, look, we made a mistake. We're working to correct it. Return your phone if, if it's something you can't overcome. And if you want to keep your phone, we'll give you a bumper. So they overcame it. And, you know, the beauty of evangelists are they're forgiving. That's one of their great characteristics. Evangelists are forgiving, and they assume, here's another characteristic, they assume you have their best interests at heart. They don't believe that you're trying to take advantage of them. So they believe that if you make a mistake, it was honest, and that you're going to make it right. Mm-hmm. And so you do. If you, if you stand up there and say you, you will make it right, you ab- absolutely have to follow through. Um, because if you don't, then like you said, you'll be one of those companies that will be done in, in 30 days, right? Yeah, I call them angry runners. You know, uh, they're they're upset at you and they're running away from you, <laughs> <laughs> and they're telling everybody else to flee. Don't even right. don't, get, don't even get started. <laughs> right. So you've you've shared a ton of insight today. Before we wrap things up, for for those companies, those CEOs, those CMOs, those those entrepreneurs listening today. If they want to just take the first step at developing their own league of evangelists, where do they start? What's job one? Okay. Uh, people ask me that frequently. The, the single best thing that you can do uh, has nothing to do with uh, social media as you think of it today. But the, the single most powerful thing you can do is start developing a uh, good, deep, and long list of prospective buyers for your product or service. And by this, uh, I mean emails. Because the direct communication that you can execute with that list is going to be exponentially more effective uh, to grow your customers and and then to turn them, to to convert them into evangelists. Far more effective to communicate directly with them than it would be to communicate on social media with them like Facebook and Twitter. Okay. So go direct to them with a really well-qualified list. Yeah, go direct to them, uh, build that list aggressively and relentlessly. You know, it sounds like advice from from the late 90s, uh, but it's something, ironically, as people rush to build Facebook friends and Twitter followers by the tens of thousands, you know, people are, are ignoring or forgetting about this far more powerful means of communication, and that is direct communication. You know, the average Facebook user follows just seven brands just mm-hmm. seven. Mm-hmm. And there was a study that came out that said that uh, just 12% of Facebook users 
uh, feel comfortable enough buying something from Facebook based on an ad or a comment. An ad or a comment. Just 12%, which tells me 9 out of 10 people don't buy anything. Right. They see on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, because they don't know how if it's relevant to them. You know, there's not enough information, I think, for people to figure that out. And we know referral is really the number one way um, uh, to, to A, hear about a new company, product, or service, and B, to know that it's been vetted. And so that's why those early adopters that you, you don't want to go to, though, can be important, but those early purchasers, as you like to say, are, are critical um, because they'll spread the word quickly. Um, Alex, for everyone listening today who would like to get in touch with you, should they go to your website? Yeah, the website's the best way. I've got a blog out there uh, where um, I, I update several times a week on topics exactly like what we've talked about. Uh, so, you know, either one of those two is, is perfect. And it's evangelistmktg.com, short for That's marketing. Right. Yeah, evangelistmarketingmktg.com. Alex, thanks so much for being on the program. Appreciate you having me on. Thank you very much. And thanks to my producer, George. And please join me right here for another edition of Purse Strings next Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Until then, make it a great one. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.